the surrender of Mary. Luke 1, 26 to 38. In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be? Mary asked the angel. Since I am a virgin, the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who was said to be barren is in her sixth month, for nothing is impossible with God. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be, may it be to me as you have said. Mary's response to God's invitation for her life was, I am the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you have said. She had to come to a place of complete and total surrender to fulfill God's plan for her life. Knowing that her yes would alter her life completely, she willingly gave up control of her life to God. For us to walk in God's ways, we, like Mary, must be willing to surrender our lives to him. This is the gospel of salvation. Won't you worship the Lord with us?
The Sacrifice of Joseph, Matthew 1, 18 through 21. Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save the people from their sins. Joseph, like Mary, had a decision to make. God has invited him into the great adventure of following him. What was God asking of Joseph? He was asking him to lay his life down for the cause of Christ. For Joseph to say yes, it meant he would have to sacrifice his reputation, career, and his very life. He was asked to live for something greater than himself. Are you and I willing to sacrifice for the sake of the kingdom of God?
The promise of Jesus to us. Isaiah 9, 1 and 2, and verse 6 and 7. There will be no more gloom for those who were in distress. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of darkness, the light has dawned. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace there will be no end. This prophecy was given 700 years before Jesus was born. More than just a prophecy, it is a good news promise to each and every one of us. Jesus came so there would be no more gloom for those in distress. He came to be light in our darkness. He was given to us to be our wonderful counselor who desires to come alongside of us, our mighty God who has all power and authority and yet knows us individually, our everlasting Father who has adopted us into his family through salvation, and our Prince of Peace who not only gives us peace but who is peace itself. The promise of his coming was God's gift to humanity, but as with any gift, we must receive him. Thank you, God, for giving us the greatest gift of all. And thank you, Jesus, for coming.
Jesus is the way. John 14, 1 through 6. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you with me, that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Why did Jesus come to this world? Let's consider Jesus' claim of being the way. He said, no one comes to the Father except through me. Think about it. For right around 4,000 years, humans have been trying to live a life that would get them to the Father, starting with Adam, right through Noah and Abraham. No one can do it. David couldn't. Solomon didn't. Most of the kings messed up terribly, and even the prophets couldn't get it right. One of the most obvious messages of the Old Testament is humanity's inability to follow God's simplest direction. God, but God still wanted us, even though he knew we couldn't possibly measure up to the standards he'd set. God still wanted his creation to, be, to have a way. And into the world, quietly and without a fanfare, comes Jesus. Christmas reminds us that Jesus came to be the only way to God, the Father. Until we cease our efforts to be good enough for God on our own, we have no hope. Today, begin or recommit to allowing Jesus to be your way. Your way to the Father, your way to real hope, your way to Christmas celebration that surpasses any celebration you've ever known before. waiting for the song. <laughs> Jesus is the truth. John 8, 31 to 32. To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, if you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Jesus told us that he came into the world to be the truth. And if we hold on to his teaching, believe what he has said, and live in the fullness of that truth, it will set us free. We use the words peace and joy a lot during the Christmas season. Our cards wish people a season of peace. The carols speak of joy to the world. If we stop for a moment and consider these sentiments of our holiday, we'll see that what we're really looking for is freedom. Isn't peace freedom from worries? Isn't joy freedom from the burdens that wear us down? Jesus was born into this world to make us free, to break the chains that keep us from experiencing life to the fullest and enjoying his love in the abundance he intended. Jesus entered this life in a way that proves that material wealth is not the answer to the bondage we often feel. He came to be the truth, the truth that would set us free. We have a lot to be joyful about this Christmas season and all year long because of the gift that Jesus gave. So let's sing joy to the world. 
Jesus is alive. From the moment Jesus was born, he was destined to die. This is not something we necessarily like to think about at Christmas time, but it's true. However, the dying isn't what we're focusing on today. Today, we're looking at life, true life. Although it's true, Jesus did, not come, did come to die, it's more significant that he came to live. And not only live, but to be the life. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me will live forever. One of the themes of Christmas is believe. Movies and poems emphasize the need to believe in the things of Christmas. They make it seem like believing makes magic happen. But the kind of belief that Hollywood boasts is shallow and not the kind that brings life. Jesus came to bring life, life that goes beyond this earth. Jesus was born to give life to all who would believe. Let's take time today to examine our hearts and be sure that we really believe. Do we believe that Jesus Christ really came to be the way to the Father? What about the truth that Jesus brings? Are you ready to give him the right to control your life, to give you real life, a better life, an eternal, abundant life? Jesus is the light. John 8:12. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. John 9:5. Jesus said, while I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Jesus was pretty clear that he came to be the light of the world. But it is especially intriguing that by his promise that if we follow him, we will never walk in darkness, but have the light of life. This world is full of darkness and confusion. All around we see people searching for, but generally unable to find life that has any lasting quality. I've, I believe it's because looking for life in the midst of the world is like looking for a lost button in a dark room. Earlier we have heard that Jesus was born to be the life. We've heard how he is the way and the truth. But the only way to find those qualities of Jesus is to be sure we are following him so we can always walk in the light. It's no surprise that we celebrate Christmas in the Northern Hemisphere during the darkest time of the year. Just a few days after the sun shines for the least amount of time, we are reminded that there is a remedy for the darkness. Jesus was born to be the light. He came to illuminate our way and radiate with truth. So let's be sure to follow him so we can have the light of life. At this time, we're gonna be passing around the light. And as we do that, I want us to reflect and think about what we've just heard over these readings, Jesus being the way, the truth, the life, the light, the sacrifice that Joseph made, the surrender that Mary made in giving their all to Jesus. And I wanted this to symbolize that, uh, again, when we think of the Advent candle and all the, uh, the themes of this season of hope and peace and joy and love, 
that we receive those from Christ. And in a symbolic way, as we pass the, the, the candlelight around the room, it's, it, it's you receive it from someone and then you pass it along to the person next to you. And this is the gospel message, that we receive Jesus, we receive his love, we receive his hope, we receive his joy, and then we pass that along to others. We are, as Abraham, it says that about Abraham, he was blessed to be a blessing, and under the new covenant, we receive Christ's eternal life, and then we share that life with others. And so as we sing this song and we pass the light, let's reflect in, in the symbolism of this, of receiving Christ and then giving Jesus to others. As your candles are being lit, please join us in singing O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. And Emmanuel means God with us. We're so thankful that God chose to be with us today and every single day we can be thankful for, for Emmanuel.
Jesus, we do love you today. And Lord, we just thank you again that you came to the earth to rescue us, that you gave up everything, that you lived a life for us, and that you came, Lord God, and, and, and Jesus, by your own words, you said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life, and I am the light of the world. And that, Lord, with you, we don't have to wander in darkness. And Lord, I pray, God, for each person here that as you have extended this gift to us, this gift of life, and again, with any gift, we have to receive it. We have to receive it unto ourselves. And with his invitation, with his gift, we have to have a response. And Lord, I pray, God, that our response would be to say yes to you, to surrender to you, Lord, to give you our hearts on this day. Lord God, what better day than Christmas Day to give you the gift of us back to you, Lord God, that you have given your life for us and we just give back to you our lives. And Lord, we just thank you that you are real, that Lord, you came to die for us and to give us life and that you are preparing a place for us, that Lord, not only we can have abundant life on the earth, but we can have eternal life with you. And so Lord, we receive your light today. And God, as we receive the light and we pass the light on, I pray that, Lord Jesus, that this season would be a season, God, where we would receive your love every day and then we would give that love to other people. I pray a blessing on each person here, Lord, uh, their Christmas season, Lord, this new year, this 2012, that, God, it would be a blessed year, that you would touch them. God, thank you again for this time that we had to celebrate and that we have to celebrate your life. In Jesus' name, amen.